December and it's time for the first December podcast of this year and one of the last ones of the years. It's the Fantasy for Manly Men podcast. Got myself, I'm Ben, and I've got somebody else. He's Pete. Hey, Pete. And so this is Christmas and what has been done another year over. Another year one for the child eating pale man. Hello, Ben. Uh, hello, hello league how you doing i'm doing well pete uh and i made it into the playoffs pete despite my best attempts i i made it in and i got to beat you last week which was fun yeah yeah congratulations i put up a steamy 102 points i think saquon barkley scored all 102 points for me um but yeah it was uh it, you were you snuck in there right who did you beat out to get there um, well, with the losses from both Naman and uh, Sean, they controlled their destinies. All they had to do was yeah. win and in, and uh, I got in there. And uh, you know, I, I had the I tied them for the, the same record, but I had more points. Yeah, so. the points, quite a bit more points too. Yeah, but barely coming in that week, I only got like 120 some points against you. So it's kind of eking my way in there, but it's yeah. fun to be in the playoffs and. Uh, well, that means we got lots to talk about with the playoffs. We got four teams in there. Uh, the commissioners. That's pretty awesome. And then yeah, we we'll fit in. And then we got uh, last year's reigning champ, uh, Mother Boy. Three? Mother Boy 30. Yeah, he's going for three in a row. Boy, boy oh boy. And uh, a newcomer. I don't think, I don't know the last time Travis was in the playoffs. It wasn't, I don't think it was last year, but welcome. Travis is always around there. He's the. Uh... Travis always finishes either like between second and fifth or sixth. Yeah, he always does uh, pretty well. He's never been at that bottom tier risking uh, slavery. Well, he's never been with the U and Brett and Howard tier. And now we've got a new one, a new slave. Should we talk about that real quick? Yes. Who is our new slave? I'm just looking now and it's Matthew McBroom. Oh, beautiful <laughs> McBroom. Hilariously scored. One, two, three, four, five, six. He scored more than uh, six other people. He should he has <laughs> enough points to be in the playoff, but he is the slave. <laughs> and he he would have been uh, he wouldn't have been the slave had uh, Derrick Henry not gone off for Howard last week and boosted oh, him yeah. to a nice win. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, congrats, McBroom. Um, I still have to put out the vote on how to determine the punishment, but I, th I think, uh, what was that noise? I think it's going to be uh, something I come up with. I like that idea a lot. Yeah, well, I, I think we should get this ironed out and try to figure out a good punishment. But, uh, I mean, it's undoubtable that uh, McBroom is going to be the best slave, no matter what the punishment is. I, I think he's going to be the best that we've had uh, so, so far. So true. And I think, what, how many years are we into this now? Like eight? I don't know. We should have some sort of official record keeping. Um, yes, uh, eight sounds right. What is it? 2018, we've graduated in 2009. I, th I think we started it in college, right? Possibly. Or maybe it was right after as a way to keep the clan together. But it, it's been working well. And yeah. Um, 
we'll just say uh, started in 2010, just to keep it easy to remember things. There we go. So eight years. Yeah, this is the eighth year. Awesome. And uh, yeah, in eighth year, wrapping it up uh, into the playoffs now. Four teams. That's uh, a lot of a lot of playoff or a lot of uh, leagues have six teams that make it, and they actually start the playoffs the week before. But That's you know, bullshit. with with only a ten team league, though, I, I think a lot of those are twelve team leagues that do that, and the top two seeds get a buy. But who wants, only have- first of all, who wants to buy? Like that's so lame. And secondly, uh, yeah, with more than 60% of the people or even 50% of the people making the playoffs. This, that's, this isn't, you know, socialist era. This is a, a, this is a capitalist league and we just, we want to award the best of the best of the best, sir. So (laughs) we're just going to put the top four in. Well, and speaking of the best of the best of the best, the, you know, one thing that we do uniquely here is these weekly payouts where, you know, the best of the week gets recognized and that's true. So true. Last week we had, it was for the worst kicker and coming in at an astounding one point was Mr. Danny Bailey uh, wow. for, for the executive branch. And that means uh, Howard's team actually cleaned up in the last two uh, payouts. You got both the defense the week before and the kicker. So wow. two of the hard, hardest positions to ever gauge and win. He somehow gets both of those. Well done, Grandpa Howard. But we've had a nice mix um, throughout the the weeks. Uh, you know, I've won a few of these weeks. I think I won three of these. But McBroom's won a couple. Um, looks like uh, you've won a, at least one there, Pete. And Travis won one. I don't think I did win one. You won week uh, week six with uh, oh. the most the highest uh, tight end points. I think Austin Hooper surprisingly has won. Oh, yeah, that was weird. I should have won the, with Trubisky one week, but oh well. Uh, it was close. It was close. Yeah. So, I like these these randomized uh, kind of weekly payouts. They've been fun. Everybody's been getting paid on time. So if you haven't got that payment, I've sent it to you. So hit me up oh, if you need yeah. that again. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I haven't checked, but I'm I'll figure it out later. Oh well, we're, we're detracting from your standing balance here, Pete. You're getting close to zeroing out, though. I thought I was at zero, but okay. You're close. Um, but anyway, let's let's talk about football. Uh, let's, what, what let's is, do it. What's good in the NFL right now, Pete? Lots of injuries. Chicago Bears are good in the NFL right now, baby. Oh, well, what they, a year. What a year. 18 equals 85. I love it. Can clinch the NFC North, the Kings of the North, against the hated Packers uh, on Sunday. It's really just... A beautiful, beautiful uh, year, and it's been so much fun. Such a fun team to root for. Well, and uh, appropriately enough, uh, you know, for our audio listeners, they won't be able to see, but you are donning your uh, Bears football shirt, yeah. and and I'm I'm wearing something quite similar, except mine's a little green and gold. Ben's got a Aaron Rodgers beard going too. Um, he looks Wait, like, he looks Dan- like a coach killer. Are you implying that Danica Patrick is here? <laughs> That's a good joke. No, he then has <laughs> facial hair. He's not trying to be uh, cover up his gayness like Aaron Rodgers does in real life. But you do, you do look like him right now. No homo. Uh, I appreciate that. That, that uh, he has a, a good looking stud there. Well, and uh, the Packers, you know, they fired McCarthy. Um, 
you know, I think that McCarthy, I don't know if you read anything about it, probably not afterwards, but he exited very gracefully and the team had a whole bunch of respect for him as well. Everybody was kind of feeling that it was time to move on. And I was surprised that the Packers actually did it mid season, but after that loss to Arizona, uh, you, it just couldn't stand. So yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see what we can do. Uh, they put up some points last week, although it was against Atlanta. It was nice to see them coming out scoring hot and, uh, we'll see what else we got in store. We'll we'll see what can happen this weekend. Maybe they can be spoilers to the Bears. Uh, nice little romp they got going on right now. Yeah, hopefully not, but it's definitely possible with stupid Aaron Rodgers. Um, yeah, like anything can happen. So, do the Bears have the NFC North locked up yet, or are the they, Vikings still in the hunt? They need the magic number is one. So if they, if the bears win any of their final three games, they clinch, or if the Vikings lose any of their final three games, they clinch. So if the bear, the bears win Sunday, they clinch and it's locked up. And I believe that the Packers still have like a 3% chance of getting into the playoffs with they some do. crazy things happening. Uh, it would be actually not that, not that crazy. I was actually looking into that a lot. Um, if they beat the Bears somehow, then they have to win out, and they have a very easy schedule, and they they need like the Vikings to lose another game or two, and Washington to lose their games. And Washington's garbage; they're going to lose. So, oh, interesting. It's actually, uh, it's actually feasible. It's this is a big game for both teams. It is. Wow, I'm I didn't realize how close it was to being able to do that. So. Um... That, that's a possibility. I was kind of hoping more for higher draft picks, but well, either way. Yeah, no, they can. They definitely still have a shot. Uh, they, the Bears can eliminate them Sunday. Yeah, and we'll see. The Bears' defense last weekend stopping the Rams hard. Um, I, it'll be impressive if the Packers can out outscore what the Rams did against the Bears. Um, yeah, we'll we'll see. I don't think they will be able to, but yeah. especially at home. The Bears are so good at home. And Soldier Field is going to be crazy. And I take it you're going to the game, of course, right? Of course. Of course, my horse. Uh, I missed it. Last year, we had a great time at the game. We did. Um, wasn't the outcome I was looking for, but it was hilarious and cost John Fox's job. So in the <laughs> end, it worked out. Yeah. And now you got H. John Benjamin, and he's doing a pretty good job. Who's that? Uh, Nagy looks like H. John Benjamin uh, from oh, uh, Wild Hot American Summer and uh, Archer yeah. and Bob's Burger fame. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he had one really funny. He had a John Benjamin has a van. Had one, oh, yeah. Really funny skit. I forget what it was. Oh, and he's been in uh, Nathan for you, too. Um, but anyway, yeah, I guess he does kind of look like him, but. Nagy's a genius. He's the best coach in the NFL, coach of the year, no doubt. Well, what else is going on in the NFL, Pete? We had a wild game last night, Chargers-Chiefs. Yeah, uh, and there was a lot of injuries going on. I was sad. I couldn't play either Melvin Gordon or Spencer Ware uh, in that game. And Womp Womp is right. And Tyreek Hill uh, and Harrison Butker uh, put up a combined 10 points for me. So things aren't looking good going into this playoff week. But that's my side of it. Uh, the other commissioner, uh, you've been having a little bit more luck, haven't you? I did. I, uh, I picked up Damon Williams of the Chiefs a couple weeks ago after... 
you picked up Spencer Ware and when Kareem Hunt um, was suspended in cut. Uh, and I got I mistakenly got mad at McBroom because I read the team name really quickly and I thought it was Broom who picked him up. I should have known. Broom wouldn't be that savvy. <laughs> Spencer Ware. And I uh, turned out I made the right move, though, by picking up the third stringer because Spencer Ware is always hurt. And Damon Williams is pretty good. He had himself a game. And I got really lucky last night, too, because I didn't put him in my lineup until about 6.30 when I was looking on uh, to make some prop bets on the game. And I saw that Damon Williams was minus 170 to score a touchdown. I was like, that's insane. Why is he minus 170? And then I looked and I found out that Spencer Ware was hurt and that Damon Williams was probably starting. And so I put him in my lineup and he's dropped a, a cool 27.3. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty impressive. And I mean, that game last night was was just crazy. I was hoping for overtime. I was like, oh, maybe you know, maybe Tyreek can get me some more points here. They can do a long touchdown or something. But no, uh, the Chargers just went for it, and yeah. uh, just a terrible coverage play by the defense there just got lost. And uh, was that Benjamin who caught it, or um, I think it. Was, or, no, it was Williams, one of the Williams sisters. Yeah, Mike Williams. Mike Williams had himself a game. I don't yeah. think he probably isn't starting. I think Nauman has him, but I don't think Nauman started him. Um, but yeah, wow. He had three touchdowns and the two-point conversion, a rushing touchdown, 19-yard run from Mike Williams. Um, looking like a good first-round draft pick from a year ago. Maybe, yep. uh, maybe, maybe Kevin White can do that next year. Mm, I don't think he's as big bodied, but we'll see. Kevin White's jacked. Kevin White's the man. And I, uh, another quick side note. Um, Kevin White isn't that isn't the man, but I still <laughs> like him. He's very nice. He's a very nice man. Um, I didn't realize uh, that Damon Williams had scored two touchdowns because I looked quickly at the box score. And I saw 10 carries, 49 yards, six catches, 74 yards. I was like, oh, that's a pretty good game. And I went to check my my score, and it was like 27. I was like, oh, shit, he scored two touchdowns too. That's that's pretty good. So um, I'm feeling good. Travis is pissed. Travis uh, sent me a, a hate message earlier this morning. I asked him to come on the pod and discuss, but he's he's cowering in the corner like a little baby girl in Miami. And, you know, can't blame him for that. It's nice down there. Um so yeah, uh, that's that's all I got to say about last night's game. It was a fun game. Yeah, and uh, from Travis's side, he had Kelsey playing, who was phenomenal the week before. But uh, only, I mean, he got a solid floor, his and nine point six, but you know, only sixty reception yard, receiving yards, and seven receptions, no touchdowns. So kind of an anomaly for uh, somebody who's been, you know, one of the only top tier tight ends this whole season. Yeah, tight end has been a wasteland. It's- it's been rough. I've been flipping and flopping all my tight ends. Yeah, me too. Uh, I actually, and when earlier this season up against my opponent now, who's going to, I'm really worried about this week, but he's got Kittle and I had Kittle earlier this year, even spent some waiver money on him, fab money and dropped him when, uh, when all those quarterbacks went down, I thought, well, you know, his value sunk. That's not true. He's about the only valuable piece on San Francisco's team right now. And he's up there. He's, uh, you know, higher than, uh, than Gronk or actually, I think he might even be outscoring, uh, uh, Kelsey on the year. So he might be the number one tight end. Yeah. And so that could be a great keeper for, for, uh, Steve's team, but 
luckily I was able to get Chubb, um, who Steve ironically had uh, in the team on his team earlier this year. So we kind of swapped those two and both have some keeper value. Yeah, that works. And two good, good rookies, or I guess Kittle is a second year guy. Yeah, but I don't know. It's uh, some nice keeper value for some top performing teams. And we got Saturday games this week. You know, now that college football is done, we just get games pretty much all weekend long. Uh, that's pretty awesome. Uh, looking forward to that. I love Saturday NFL. It's just like a little preview for the first two weekends of the playoffs, which are just so so much fun. I love the wild card and divisional rounds with uh, just it seems like football nonstop from Saturday morning through Sunday night. Um, yep. Just, just lovely. And you get a focus. I mean, you get to really see all your players. I still have, you know, uh, Sunday ticket and I get to see all those games, but it's nice to be able to see everything, you know, not competing to have four uh, games up on the screen all at once. You can focus in on a, f- a few a little bit more and watch your players really throughout the whole game. Yeah, I'll be watching the uh, NFC North champions in Soldier Field on Sunday, but I'll be able to uh, to watch Saturday's games vividly. Yeah, which ones are you looking forward to to watching the most? I don't. I haven't even looked. I, I've been so focused on the Bears. Who's even playing tomorrow? We got uh, Cleveland versus Denver, so I got a nice uh, stack there of Baker Mayfield, Nick Chubb, and Injoku playing. So hoping, hoping they all uh, perform. It's kind of like shooting, swinging for the fences here, or not? Oh yeah, and then um, there's uh, Houston and the Jets. Oh yeah, I got nobody in that. I don't know that anybody in our between the two have anybody starting from that game between the, the playoff teams. Uh, it should, I I'm rooting for the jets in that one. I don't like, I, well, I do actually like Houston, but I do a, a wins pool and I've got the jets. <clears throat> so uh, an upset there would be a lot of fun. Um, oh yeah. It looks like the only players in that are you got your kicker Fairburn uh, playing and then you're up against the Houston D. So, so hopefully the jets, Drop like a hundred on them. Yep, that's what you're hoping for, and just a bunch of field goals. Yeah, that yeah, that'd be perfect. It'd be like, uh, let's say, twenty four with eight field goals to one hundred and five. <laughs> Likely outcomes. Yes, I like it. Um, what else we got going on? I mean, there's some good games on Sunday, of course. We got Chicago Green Bay. We've got. Uh, the um, Rams up against Philly. That'll be interesting to watch. Pitt, uh, Pitt, New England probably be one of the best the afternoon games oh, yeah, to be is... watching. Oh yeah, only two afternoon games, but I guess that's that's so god. Why do they do that? Like, why? Oh, the NFL is just so dumb. Like, it's fun. It's fun to have the Saturday games, but then bump some of the noon games to the afternoon so that you don't have two. Don't. So they normally have four afternoon games. And instead of continuing to have four afternoon games, uh, they just took two of the afternoon games and put them on Saturday. Like, why? It's just. Yeah. And then uh, Monday night, we've got New Orleans and Carolina. And I think everybody's got a stake in this. Well, you don't know. It doesn't look like you have any players in that. But I think all the other teams do. So all these playoff games are going to be coming down to Monday night performances. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah. Travis has quite a few in that Monday night game. So 
could be scary for me that Monday, but hopefully lock it up um, by Sunday night. Put a put a big lead on him. Yeah, and my recommendation to you is this is how I've been dealing with my fantasy anxiety is on Monday nights, if I'm still, you know, whether I'm leading or losing, I just I don't even look at my scores until the game's over. Just try to get invested in the game and watch what's happening. And otherwise, I can't stand to watch those scores go up and down and freak out about every little catch or things like that. Yeah, that worked out really well for you last year when you did whatever you did and then became the draft slave. <laughs> oh, well, that, that was that was prior. That was poor planning and coaching. But, you know, <laughs> well, OK, thanks for your advice. <laughs> I'm just talking about a strictly uh, psychological well-being. Uh, you know, set your lineup, forget it, and, and don't keep checking in throughout. And and then it's fun. It's more it fun is. to watch the game than it is to track the fantasy scores, or at least in my opinion. Yeah, agreed. So that'll sure. be exciting. And then then we'll just have one more week of fantasy football, a few more weeks of real football. I love it. I, it's always tough to see fantasy football end, but hopefully I beat Blecka in the championship. No offense to you or Travis, but that's what's going to happen. Um and then I oh. uh, watch the Bears uh, in the playoffs. I mean, this is normally fantasy football is so much sadder. The end of it, um, because it's like at this point, really the, the thing I care most about in the season. But with the Bears in the playoffs or on the very verge, let's not let's not count that yet. But it is going to happen. Um, it's the end of fantasy isn't quite as sad this year. No, you got you got something to keep rooting for and going something on to live for still. But uh, Pete, you got to be cheering though. Come on, you're, you got to be secretly cheering for me. We want to have a commissioner bowl. Wouldn't that just be amazing? Oh, I'm definitely cheering for you. I think you'd be. It'd be. I don't care about the commissioner bowl. I just think that you're a much easier. <laughs> <laughs> not not if I get Melvin Gordon and Spencer Ware back next week. Hmm. That's true. Is is Gordon supposed to be back? He was close this week. He should be back. Then. He was close this week. Yeah, I think it was because of the Thursday game, they couldn't get him ready to go. And, you know, then Spencer Ware could kind of negate your uh, Damon. So we'll see who would be the start there. Um, and I'm They might be going with a hot hand, though. I, it'd be kind of hard to go away from what a great game Williams had. Yeah. yeah. But who knows? Andy Reid's a, a mastermind, and he, he draws up some crazy shit. Yeah, I mean, Damian Williams still scored 17 last week still. So, I mean, he should be able to get his in that offense. Um, and they'll probably, wh whatever. I mean, that's two weeks away or a week away. Um, but they did lose last night. So, this means that they'll probably still be playing all their starters since they don't have that number one seed locked up. Had they won, uh, they probably would have rested most of their guys. Well, they don't even have their division locked up. They could drop to the five seed. Oh wow! Yeah, so because the, the Chargers tied them, I don't know what I don't. Let's see, I don't know what the uh, tiebreaker is there because the Chargers won in Kansas City and Kansas City won in San Diego at the beginning of the year. Checking it right now, Kansas City on NFL or on ESPN's NFL standings is above Los Angeles. Um, I don't know what I don't know what the the uh, tiebreaker is. Let me check. Wins tiebreak over Los Angeles based on best win percentage in division games. So Kansas City's four and one in the division, and San Diego's three and two. <laughs> San Diego still need, or whatever. The Chargers still need uh they need Kansas City to lose another game, and then they would jump. But yeah, both of those teams, man, that's wild that they both have 
a two game lead over New England for the second best for the second best record in the AFC. And yet one is going to be a five and one is going to be the one seed. Wow. Interesting last month of football. And then that the sixth seed in the AFC is currently Baltimore at seven and six. But there's one, two, three, four teams tied at seven and six. And then Denver is six and seven. And even Cleveland, that game Saturday, Cleveland's five, seven and one. They could somehow sneak into that sixth seed, too. Um, yeah, they've won more games without since Hugh Jackson's been fired than they had under his leadership the whole time. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, my God. And there's conversation. People keep like trolling me that, uh, you know, that he's going to go to the Packers. And I would oh. just like. I mean, they're, they got to be smarter than that, all right? Like, nobody's that stupid. Uh, yeah, I, the definitely teams are that stupid. Unfortunately, I don't think the Packers are one of those teams. <laughs> but, yeah, it's – I mean, I like that you know, going back to the Chargers and the Chiefs, like, it's so good for our fantasy league when these players are still relevant. It sucks when, you know, teams have – you know, good fantasy teams usually have players who are on good NFL teams, and it sucks when they've clinched everything and then are resting their starters in week 16. Uh, well, I mean, it doesn't really normally happen. That's why the championship's week 16 and not 17, because it, it's it's much rare more, for week 16. It's rare for week 16. And yeah, 17 is always kind of a crapshoot. Um, but yeah, it, it is nice that. Uh, there's so much the, that real football is still so relevant and there's so much still to be decided that, um, I mean, even in, in the NFC too, um, the bears probably are the most firmly positioned team in the playoff picture right now at, uh, the three seed for, um, in the NFC. I mean, they would need Los Angeles or, uh, New Orleans to lose twice in the final three games to, to jump up to one of those bi-week seeds. And then I think they would the Bears would need to lose twice and have the Cowboys win out for the Bears to fall into the four seed. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they're, but anyway, yeah, the I've, as you can tell, I've been looking at the playoffs quite a bit. Um, well, yeah, you've got a vested interest in it. Yeah, the Bears... Uh, Bears are, are probably, of all the teams in the playoffs, maybe the Cowboys at four, too. The Bears and Cowboys are the most assured position right now. Um, over really anything. Um, Houston is hasn't quite clinched the uh, AFC South. Right, yeah. Um, but they're still fighting. They could still be. They're tied with New England for the, the two seed, but New England wins tiebreak over Houston based on head to head. Oh yeah. Cause New England beat Houston, but yeah, those, those teams are still fighting for a bye week. Um, yeah. So everything in real football is, is very interesting with three weeks to go. Uh, the bears are playing phenomenal. They beat the, uh, previously best team in the league, the Los Angeles Rams last week in a, uh, very hostile environment. Todd Gurley's a little baby back bitch. He they would call, uh, <laughs> timeouts like T Todd Gurley would have someone run onto the field and drape a coat over him during for like 30 seconds during a timeout. He could not handle the cold and it wasn't even that cold. Um, 
God, the Bears, if the Bears had home field advantage, this they would just have a cakewalk into the Super Bowl for sure. But uh yeah, it was uh it was interesting. It was a really fun game to be at last week. Bears Rams this week should be a lot of fun too. Hopefully, um Bears fans can keep it going, bring the heat against the goddamn Packers, clinch up the division, and knock the Packers away from the any potential playoff picture that they might have. Yeah, well, we'll just have to see. So for the our league, uh, we have this consolation bracket, and um, I don't know if anybody's still you know playing in that. I guess there's some teams who have uh, their lineups set, but we don't have any kind of prize for that consolation bracket, do we? I uh, know we abolished that, um, which I think I, is is incredibly stupid. I think we should at least have like maybe they don't get to pick their overall position in the draft, but they get to pick among those teams maybe they get a pick you know what whether they want the the fourth seed or the uh seventh seed or whatnot pick yeah yeah uh, yeah in the draft something to keep it interesting There's, i i 100 agree there should be some incentive to win the the losers bracket because you and, know no one wants to be there but still it gives you another two weeks of interest for uh fantasy and, and something I think that it also makes sense too, because that way it uh, it keeps people from being lazy on the waiver wire. There still be people who are valuable to pick up, and it sucks if uh, you know only the teams, the two teams after this week, are the ones considering guys to get on the waiver wire. It should be competitive throughout the league. So, yeah. What if maybe? Um, what if maybe next year we like increase dues by like five bucks, and then the winner of the loser's bracket gets like 50 bucks or something. Oh, that that's a good idea. Yeah. Maybe we could do something like that. Yeah. Just to give, yeah. Cause there should be some sort of incentive there and keep people going. You know, like I think last year was my first year, not in the playoffs. It was heartbreaking, but uh, it was still fun to be in the losers league with uh, some sort of incentive to go. Yeah, that was pretty valuable. I think Vaughn won that last year, and he just went ahead and took the number one overall pick. But you know, <laughs> use that on Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and then I think on the turn, who did he pick up for his second quarterback? Tom Brady, maybe. I think he went quarterback, quarterback, and yeah, the, this was the one year that Aaron Rodgers. I think I what is he? He's like a QB eight or something. I think on the year, he's terrible. He's not terrible. He's just not not great like he has been. He got, yeah, he got Rodgers and then Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, that's right. And Russell Wilson is always a second half player. Like he's never good for you in the first half of the season. And then the second half, he comes on strong. And typically that's been McBroom's cross to bear. But uh, this year, Vaughn took it away from him. Yeah. How did, oh boy. Um, yeah, I just, I'm just looking back in the first round and, Vaughn passing on Todd Gurley, just incredible. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see uh, next year. I, I like the idea of pick, picking where you get slotted, but whatever. People didn't like it, so. We can make an argument I, for it again next year. I think we can get it back in, some variation of it. Royce Freeman in the second round was a poor move on my part. <laughs> <laughs> Just looking at these draft picks now. Allen Robinson in the third that's rough. Um, yeah, but here I am still in the playoffs. That's right. Well, it all comes into, uh, you know, you, you can draft and get a solid foundation, but it's all about management throughout the season. 
Yeah, let me. Wow, boy, oh boy, I had a terrible draft. I've got, I went Royce Freeman, Allen Robinson, Cream Hunt was a keeper, um, and then uh, Larry Fitzgerald not starting. Trey Burton off my team. Uh, Evan Ingram just picked him back up to fill in. Matt Stafford garbage, uh, not starting. Jordan Howard traded him for Saquon that worked out. We and then Goff and Trubisky. That go through my whole draft, but we just did. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I don't know where I was going with this. Kind of just a Pete Higgins brain tangent for you guys. Well, I mean, I think you're highlighting the fact that you need to make moves throughout the season and yeah. uh, get things done. Now I'm looking at our overall standings, and uh, I'm proud. I have 51 waiver uh, lineup moves throughout the season. I uh, completed two trades this year, and I have zero of my waiver budget left over. But you know, that's with the extreme end of it. Uh, Travis is also in the playoffs and he actually had, uh, he spent most of his waiver budget, but only had 14, 14 moves. So I'm guessing he drafted a lot better, um, consistently than I did. Yeah. But there's a lot of people with a lot of like waiver budget remaining here. Brett has $71. McBroom has $80 and it's, uh, Howard has 65 and, you know, it's no coincidence that these are the teams that are at the bottom of the standings. Uh, yeah. You got to spend. You got to spend money to get those players and spend money to make money, baby. So yeah. Paul says. Um, I mean, I've still got twenty five, but you know, I could. There's still weeks to use that money. Uh, I could come in big. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, right now with uh, with everybody who's, I mean, uh, in the playoffs, you can outbid everybody double um, anything that they'd want and get those players. But there's those people at the bottom of the standings who could come in and play spoiler. And uh, so, but that's why we need an incentive for those people to stay in because, you know, they have waiver money remaining and it'd be fun if they could, uh, if they still used it. Yeah. Well, the bottom line of the last 10 minutes has been, there should be incentive to uh, play people. Yeah, so we need people to come up with those ideas, you know, for those who, especially those who uh, maybe haven't made the playoffs in recent years, what would keep them involved? Brett, I'm looking at you. You're you're always a cheerful guy and and uh, being here and taking over Tui's spot, but uh, you know, we what gotta, a great addition he's been. Tui so negative. Yeah, Brett. You know, we always. should include Tui on all of our emails and stuff. <laughs> we should. Or maybe like the winner of the the consolation bracket gets to like name somebody's team for the next year. Like somebody, anybody who didn't make the playoffs, they get to pick their name and they have to stick with that. Something fun. Yeah, I could go with that. Um, but we need to. Yeah, I'll send out an email about uh, the the draft slave punishment and put it to vote. Yes. And in addition to that, we need to start talking about the draft. We need to lock down a weekend and let's, we should actually just start polling people to figure out when is the best weekend. It's usually the last weekend in August, but let's make sure that still works. Well, yeah. Once we get a weekend lined up, then we can start ironing out where it's going to be. Yeah. Um, I mean, we can obviously always do it in Wisconsin uh, or if, Somebody else wants to do it somewhere. That's cool too. Um, I don't know. I I like the idea that you have of like doing a college football thing. I just I can't afford that right now. I'm I'm a poor student. Um, but maybe in a few years when I'm a rich lawyer, I can do that. But well, uh, maybe if you win the playoffs, you can uh, put some of that money to it. 
that's just going to go right back into gambling. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you win big and then maybe you're just like, uh, you know, you're going to float everybody for it. Uh, to- uh, I am actually going to do quite well, quite well. Uh, if, and when the bears lock up the NFC North, cause I did, I did wager a little bit on that in the preseason and it's looking like a good bet. I actually yeah. had, I had, I, I actually killed my futures. I had the Rams over, I had the Raiders. I put a lot on the Raiders under and the Raiders to finish last in the West, which is a lock. I can't believe that like the odds on that one. I'm going to, I'm going to do pretty well. That's awesome. And if the Raiders, the Raiders, I bet on them to have the worst record in the league. They are currently tied for the worst record in the league. I don't know how the, the website, my bookie is going to break that up. If, if it remains a three-way tie because they still do have the worst record, but I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work, but uh, yeah, I could win like 150 bucks if the Raiders have the worst record. Sneaky Pete here with your betting lines, like you got a little crystal ball back there. I've been I've been doing pretty good, uh, although I did lose quite a bit recently. <laughs> I lost, I got killed in that in the Bears Rams game. I took a lot of overs on prop bets for the Bears, and like I fell one Mitch Trubisky to pass attempt from hitting. I fell one Roquan Smith tackle i fell one Tariq cohen catch like it's just very very annoying i i should have way more money but i don't <laughs> so well well in the uh, thoughts of uh keeping costs down for the draft you know i, I do think you know we want to be able to get everybody at one location that's always the goal um a college football game you know i'd thrown out the alabama one but you know getting people to atlanta is kind of tough and you know then hosting and things like that but Man, August 31st, the Hawkeyes play Miami, Ohio. Uh, maybe a little Iowa City reunion. Maybe we can go storm the SAE Castle and, and take that over for our draft weekend if they uh, if they could be on campus. I have no idea. I have no idea either. Um, but Iowa City could be fun, regardless of what we do with the SAE house. Uh, yeah, that's actually that's a good idea. Um That'd make it a little bit easier for everybody to get in there and around that time. And right. Um, but yeah, let's, I mean, the plan on the last weekend of August as always, and, uh, figure so, out who can actually do it. Cause you know, plans change and it happens, but we should always plan on that. And then let's, let's lock up everyone making an announcement right now. The basically me talking to Ben and Vaughn, who is still listening at this point, 2020, we settled earlier two hours ago in the podcast that 2010 is the official start date of the league. 10-year anniversary, 10, 2020, 10 years, for sure, live draft. Everyone's involved. Let's let's try and do that one. Like We'll do a, like a Alabama or something tailgate, SEC tailgate or something. Uh, we'll go all out for the 10-year. Um, so, so book that now. Two yeah. years, 2020, last weekend of August. It's bigger than any wedding or anything, any any baby getting born. Um, 2020, last weekend of August, 10-year Manly Men of the Mansfield draft. Draft slave next year is going to be insane. Uh, the race to not be the draft slave for the 2020. I'll have to think of a better uh, 10-year reunion bonus name, but it's going to be it's going to be insane. Let's do it. Yeah, I think uh, I think you're right. Oh, actually, <laughs> oh, this is sad, Pete. 
I don't well, want to spoil it, pop your balloon, but we'll, we'll call that the 10th anniversary. But I, I guess we've been playing this since 2008. This, well, this was the 10 year. That's the 2010 was the start of the Keeper League. We've been doing. Just don't say that, Ben. <laughs> just edit that out. 2020 right. 10 years. Redacted. Redacted, everybody. That was redacted. Uh, it's not released. Yes. 20, 10 year anniversary of the Keeper League and the live draft. Yes, there we go. That's it. That's how we're going to market this. I'll yes. come up with a name for it. Uh, I'll so I'll do that. We'll plan on possibly doing an Iowa City uh, live draft. We'll we can we can still do Wisconsin. Um, we can try and get as many people together this year or this this I guess next year, whatever you want to call it, uh, twenty nineteen um, draft. Uh, try and try and do that, but. Let's for sure try and lock up that 2020, get all 10, 100% participation. I'm sure we can even get like, you know, our, uh, our special members like Gus, Swanee and Willie, et cetera. Um, you know, we, it doesn't need to just be us 10. We can have even maybe members of years past. We can have Tui there to all make oh, fun. Oh, please, please. It's like an anti-bachelor party, bachelor yes. party. Yes. Uh, that's... Let's, let's, let's try and do it. Um, 2020, 2020. Yeah. 2020 guys. easy to remember 2020 vision 2020 hindsight 2020 draft gotta love it america love it or leave it well i think that brings us to a great place to wrap up this pod pete let's do it yeah yep i uh my brain is just mush i've been um existing on uh adderall red bull camel snooze and cool ranch doritos for the past two weeks um studying for finals i finished yesterday uh got red dead redemption and i've got to go play that so oh, gonna, gonna do con that congrats on wrapping that up uh happy holidays merry christmas happy merry hanukkah christmas. everybody uh I, I personally wished um brett a happy hanukkah at the bears game on sunday and i believe hanukkah was still occurring at that point i think it might be over now i'm not hip to the jewish customs but i believe that holiday only lasts eight weeks and i think it's expired but happy post hanukkah to Brett, Merry Christmas to everyone except for Ben, who's an atheist, but still celebrates Christmas at school. Uh, um, <laughs> I like I like Christmas giving happy holidays. Everyone like, be safe. Like <laughs> all right, love you guys. Love you, Pete. Love you, love you, Ben. Love you all, especially you, Vaughn. Bye, everyone. Bye. Fantasy. Fantasy. <laughs> 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 to see.